So welcome. Oh, wait, no. Skipped it. Skipped the whole fucking show. Oh, my God. Hello, Great Minds. It's Tuesday, and that means it's time for Drinks, Great Minds, and History. And I can't believe we're getting close. Wait, this is our last birthday special. We've covered Sherry, Cullen, Kelly, and now finally Luke. And he's breaking yeah. another rule because... No, he's not breaking a rule. That's right. Last year, he wanted to do this, and I told him he's breaking a rule. But we are finally able, and we are going to discuss Queen Elizabeth II. So welcome to the show, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Mr. DGMH, otherwise known as Zach Tobacco. And this is our final birthday special of season three. We've done now three birthday specials. Luke's first birthday special was the Yingling Brewing Discussion. The second one was a discussion similar to what we just had in pregame, but for different reasons, on our undergraduate theses. And now we're going to discuss something very near and dear to actually both of our hearts. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm drinking for two tonight. Luke can't join me in a drink tonight for reasons I won't disclose. He's healthy. It's okay, ladies. He's still healthy. Don't worry. He's in dying out. But uh, more importantly... Uh, he still does drink. <laughs> yes, he still does drink. Uh, there's no... It's just his location. Current location will not allow him to do that. Uh, not that he, not that he asked. I hope he didn't ask. Uh, <laughs> but I'm drinking for two, so I had a uh, shot and a half of tequila because I, I, I don't know. I was feeling a little anxious tonight and busy go. and stuff. So I, I busted out my good tequila. And I'm just enjoying. Yeah. I'm just enjoying it now. Uh, but luckily, I don't have to guide the show tonight. If you don't know what we're doing here, well. Uh, my guests come on every year for a special episode for their birthdays, uh, around the birthdays, or really just the month of November, uh, where they drive the content on whatever they want to discuss. I have no say, which actually tonight is not clear at all. I love Queen Elizabeth II, and I love the House of Windsor, and I love monarchy, and Luke and I both love monarchy. But before we get to that, let me introduce the birthday guy, the Yinzer with the Yingling, the apple pie patriot, the man with a mouth full of Skittles. And I was embarrassed because I went back and listened to an episode, and I said, I feel like I'm forgetting a nickname. And the nickname I forgot that time was Shots Regular Fucking Guy. Oh, Shots Regular Guy! <laughs> and then all I could think of was the night I called you Luke Frankchuck. Uh, but whatever. Uh, so, hi, Luke. How are you doing tonight? You good? Everything's good in your life? I'm good. I'm good. I'm healthy. Everything's good. I love it. When is your yeah. birthday? Uh, November 7th. Okay, so we missed your birthday. Happy belated birthday. Did I give you a birthday shout-out on the show? Podcast page? Oh, I apologize if I didn't. It's been a very trying. Oh, sure, I'll look. Let me no, look. don't look. Where you can't look, you can't be the internet guy on your birthday special. I want to be the internet guy. All right. So normally I would ask what you're drinking tonight, but since you're not drinking tonight, I know what you would have been drinking tonight. Was an ice I, cold. I would have been drinking. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I would have been drinking an ice cold uh, traditional lager from from Yingling, America's oldest brewery in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Yes. Well, I am drinking an ice cold Yingling traditional lager ish. I went with light because that's what I had in the fridge. Ninety nine calories okay. though. Guilt-free Yingling. Can't beat it. So that's where we're at. I'm drinking a Yingling, and I have two Yinglings here. And tequila. We'll see how this night ends. Uh, uh, poor guy. I'm going, to, I'm going to another podcast later. He's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But anyway. Um, so what beaver hole are you going to take us down tonight, Luke? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. You don't understand. When Luke decides, when it's Luke's birth, it's like the most dreaded time of year for Luke. 
his birthday special. He sends me a million. Minutes. What am I going to cover? I'm going to cover this. No, wait. I think I should cover this. What do you think I should cover? Tell me what to cover. I think I'm going to cover what I initially said. And they're like, Luke, just cover whatever the fuck you want to cover. But what are you going to cover tonight? Okay. So we're going to talk about the queen. Uh, eulogize her a little bit. Um, like this has all already HMH been done. eulogy for the queen. I might call it that. Oh my God. Latte's here and angry. Hey. You're oh, hi, Latte. That's great. Hi, Latte. She's been dead silent for 20 minutes, and now she's barking up a storm. Latte, it's okay. Stop. Get over here. Latte. Excuse me. <laughs> As usual, gotta put Latte in the jammies. Oh my god, this is not good. This happens normally during pregame. That's what pregame is for. No more. You're, you're, we don't have time for this. I just want to say to all of our listeners right now, normalize arguing with your pets <laughs> she's a brat but i love her i, I argue with my pets all the time he is the worst podcasting partner ever like i said i'm gonna add this to pregame but you said something wonderful there so we are going to eulogize the queen tonight and talk about her legacy i guess and what what are yes. we gonna, are we going to talk about your highlights I man i know we tossed back and forth a few things you wanted to talk about with the queen even but uh is that kind of what you want to focus on I mean, there's a couple things, I guess, as far as like kind of going back and and like her highlights and stuff. But I think, um, I guess I'll start with it this way. Well, wait I, one darn toot in second, sir. Oh, you can't you can't start the show without a. Oh, we didn't sing the theme song. We didn't sing. The, are you gonna sing the theme song? <laughs> I feel like I should because three three years now. Do you uh, know the theme song? <laughs> some history for you, some history for me, a reason to drink for you, a reason to drink for me. I, <laughs> wait, <laughs> I do know it. I do it's know history it. for you, history for me, drinks for you, drinks for me. Oh, that, yeah, that's catchy. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a good college try. Uh, but first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. Well, yeah, well, Luke, I hate to say it after that rendition of our theme song that we've listened to for three years now, but the show is is yours. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about tonight, buddy? Uh, okay, so I guess we'll talk. I guess I'll start this way. I think that Queen Elizabeth showed us that there is a place for monarchy. In the modern world. Well, I couldn't agree more. What a great phrase to start it off. I, I think that's wonderful. I, I think that it shows us that there is definitely a place for a monarchy and it can work within a democratic system. Okay. I think that that is clear and that it is and that and that a, a traditional institution like the British monarchy is able to adapt and look at itself in the mirror and kind of reflect itself and how that family is operating, even with all the scandals that surrounds it sometimes. And I which think I the think scandal is part of the modernity. Back in the day, yeah, scandals yeah. didn't matter. Now scandals matter. And right. they, they have figured out how to address divorce and things like that. They've modernized. Yes. What, what a fantastic place to start. I, I, I mean, I agree most birthday specials. I know Jack shit about Collins yours. I knew stuff about this time. And I, I, I love that, right? That, that the greatest achievement maybe of her entire reign is keeping the monarchy not just alive, but relevant. 
And I always say yes. the great irony is that we love her more than I think most British people do. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I was, I was just on, I was online kind of looking up some stuff and I, I saw recently as, as a, as recent as September of this year, what, after the queen had passed away, 70% of the British public support the continuation of the monarchy. For sure. I just, I always think it's funny yeah. that Americans love the monarchy and the royal family. They're like our royal family too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. I, th I think there's just something, there's just something about it. I think that Americans are attached to it's the celebrity status that everybody's seen an episode of, of keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. I ironically have not, but, but everybody seems to just kind of know or, or want to understand those people. Right. And, I, and I don't mean to compare the House of Windsor with the Kardashians. Um, in some ways, it's a great comparison. In some ways, I refuse yeah. to let it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that there is just something interesting about uh, monarchies that Americans, I mean, you know, we threw off the shackles of the British government in 1776 and the, the tyrant, George III. I think that since that happened, there's just a, a mystery that surrounds the, the royal family now that I think really gets Americans interested in it. I mean, jumping back to our undergraduate days, a professor taught us, you know, aside from the papacy, the English monarchy is one of the institutions that has not only still existed to the present day, but survived throughout its entirety uh, with one brief interlude. But even still uh -huh. coming back is even more impressive than surviving in a way in the same virtual capacity it has for hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, so it's quite an impressive piece. So I, I you know, I was going to end there. What is the place of the monarchy in the modern world? We can still answer that question later, but the fact that we note right off the bat that Elizabeth's legacy is cemented in the idea that in a world that was changing too fast, I mean, she was older than my grandparents and it's changing too fast for them. It's yeah. changed too fast for them. Email was great for them. They loved email. They loved solitaire on the computer. They loved, um, yeah. you, you know, uh, instant messenger. And then it got away from them. Social media, more internet. They love Facebook, but they don't want to handle Facebook. And Facebook's just the tip of the iceberg. You, you know, so in a world where the world moved away from that generation, she embraced it in at least every way I think she was able to. From... YouTube yeah. to yeah. Uh, yeah. social media to, uh, you know, still maintaining the tradition of the Christmas speech, which I'm excited yeah. to hear this Christmas. I'll probably tune in and listen uh, yeah. to, hear the, to hear the first new monarch giving it. She did a good job balancing the two, I think. But where do you want to go? What do you want to talk about with Queen Elizabeth? I, I th there's a couple of things that I think you need to hit on. Um, if, if, and, and it's difficult to say because she is so recent. And so contemporary, but there's a couple things I think that. But she's um, also not Luke. You know what I mean? She's also yeah, very right. twenty or very forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. You know, right? But you're right. There is a modernness to her, a, a, a freshness to her that we we fear examining. But there is a lot of well into the past pieces too, which I think is is there's a freshness to her, which I think is is such an interesting word. Is that there is a freshness to her. And she was on the throne for 70 years. She's the only monarch that most Britons know. And the last she was always there. that most Britons will ever get to experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, like uh, and like you were saying, she was the first one to send an email, and the first one before computers even existed. She she was on the throne before computers existed, like as what we know them. She might have been the first one to regular regularly watch television. You know oh, what I mean? With the advent of television yeah. in the fifties. I mean, I'm not saying she was the first one to watch TV, but first one to appear on television. I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that was that her father. I um, George I the sixth, I think, uh, did appear on television. Yeah. I, I I don't know a hundred percent, and I don't want to quote that. But still, she's the yeah, first one to utilize that. television to utilize. Yeah, uh, opening up and stuff, but yeah. So and, and I think that's that a lot of, and and that's where that the tradition of the House of Windsor and 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 shifting with the modern times also comes into play. And Prince Philip was instrumental in that regard. Her coronation was the first one that was aired on television. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, that's one other of my one favorite. I think that might be one of the truest episodes of the Crown, and maybe it's because they use so much primary footage. Yeah, uh, you know, and they do that great Forrest Gump esque inserting modern players in the yeah. old footage beautifully. Yeah. Um, you know, it's such a simple thing I think probably to do for them, and they do it flawlessly. They've been doing it since the days of Forrest Gump, inserting them in past yeah. footage. You know, it's yeah, but it makes it so real and so timeless. And I, yes. I agree. I agree. I think that's such an important piece of her story is that from the moment of her coronation, she was opening up the crown to the world in ways that maybe other monarchs didn't even see the importance of. Uh, I would definitely agree. Definitely agree. Or, or didn't understand why it would have been important. Because the, the British sovereign was always... I talked about this, this air of mystery that surrounds them when it comes to, like, with Americans. But there was, there was, a, a, there was a mystery that went around them with the British public before Elizabeth. They were distant. They were kind of this idyllic representation of you really didn't know much there, about them. There had to be some behind-the-curtain action. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another great example of her ability to balance, uh, yes. you know, uh, with showing some but not showing all. There must be some mystery. It's amazing. In all the pomp and circumstance, in all the excitement of the monarchy, in all the showiness, there must be secrets. There must yes. be ritual. There must be tradition. There must be the unknown. Yes. The mystery of it all. They can't just be a, a person. Right. On the other side of that coin is they still have to be relatable. They have to, their survival depends on them being a person. Yeah. <laughs> like to contradict myself 100%, as <laughs> contradictory as possible a statement I can make. They cannot be a person, but they must also be at least seemingly a person, oh. <laughs> a people's monarch. So, so what are some of the, the I, I think it's a great one to, to showcase. And I mean, you know, like we're not doing, nor is it the intent of this birthday special to go through every instance of her life. Of course, I have that plan down the road. I've, I don't want to say I've been waiting for this moment, but I have in yeah. a way been waiting for this moment. I have the exact time when I'm going to cover her. Uh, but this is a different thing. This is a, I love the word used, a eulogy of yeah. her. Uh, maybe improperly timed. We missed our great window. Yeah. But we, you know, we talked a lot about that in Patreon. And I'm not, I, one thing I'll say is I'm not a fame seeker. I'm not a, I don't chase the headline. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm not going to just go talk about QE2 right. outside of Patreon land. Right. Just to, just to change my show and just do right. it. Oh my God, we got to change our show 180. Nor so, should you. Huh? Nor, sh nor, nor should, should I. That's like saying we're going to stop drinking Yingling lager. 
Yeah. <laughs> Never going to happen. So what are some other big highlights? And then maybe I'll share some of the highlights I like of her reign. Uh, one of the things I think that is most interesting to me was that that she was a mechanic during World War II. Yep, love that. Uh, and uh, she she was in the um, auxiliary territorial service, mm -hmm. and um, so she she knew how trucks worked, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of just working with. I hate to use it this way, but just regular people, mm -hmm. and I think that that also lended an influence on her life mm -hmm. as to how she shaped the, the, the throne, the crown. And I think it's so important to note that the monarchy's fighting for its life too, fighting for mm -hmm. its sovereignty, fighting for its freedom, fighting for its existence in World War II. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the heir to the throne is, is doing this while her yeah. father is serving his own capacity, it, it's, it's something I look forward to researching more. You know, it's something that truly is. That is an amazing thing. And I think it's a, a great part because she's not even queen mm -mm, uh, at that no. point at all. She's not even of age. She's just the heir apparent. 16. Mm -hmm. But from that moment, she, she always kind of just served the nation in any way she could. And how she yeah. served changed. I mean, she's not even a boomer. She's no. pretty boomer. She is yeah. World War fucking two before that, you know, like. Yeah. It's hard for anybody to fathom. I doubt we have a listener who can truly understand her life completely. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I doubt it. Even I my grand, I, if we do have any 85, 90 to 95 year old listeners or beyond, cheers to you. Uh, but, but okay, so that's a great highlight. I, I love showcasing that moment. What's another one and you want to pick out? Also, um, kind of piggybacking off of that is when. When uh, Germany had surrendered, mm -hmm. Elizabeth and Margaret snuck out of Buckingham Palace without their security detail. I did not know this. To enjoy the festivities and, and the jubilation in the oh, crowd. I love that. I can't wait to dig yeah. into that more. That's a yeah. DGMH fun fact for sure. Yeah. I mean, that sounds very Margaret from everything I've learned about her. And I mean, it's hard to differentiate. One thing I'm most excited about is to learn about Queen Elizabeth apart from the crown. You know, yeah. that is something so important to me without all the, just the highlights. I want to learn my own highlights of, of yeah. her reign. Yeah. Um, what are some other points that you think are worth showcasing of her reign if we're eulogizing? Um, I think another point is, uh, is the shaping of the empire into the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. Something and... that reluctantly, a church, like I've covered Churchill. Mm -hmm. That's something that the Churchillian era did not want to happen, but knew yeah. was out of their control. And it almost seems like it fell to Elizabeth to be a pseudo glue, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that term. Um, now, I don't know if, if Canada and Australia, for example, are going to retain the, the British monarch as their sovereign or head of state in the next 20 years or whatever. But I think the Commonwealth that that she really helped push along is something that does unite, what, 25% of the world? I, I'd have to look at the numbers, honestly. Uh, but I, I mean, what's amazing is she did seem to be that, that figurehead that was capable of saying, at least let's keep ties. And, yeah. you know, we'll keep ties with, 
you, but we can't guarantee we'll keep ties for the future. I know that's the question you're raising, and we'll see what happens in 20 years. Yeah. No matter what, keeping ties with her almost seemed important to some people. You know what I mean? Almost yeah. seemed wonderful. Um, so that's interesting that she is a transitioning. So she's a a youthful, spirited force in connecting with the people. She is a force in transitioning from the colonial era to the post-colonial era. Yeah. What is the next place you'd like to go? I think also just kind of ref a reflection of her own family. Hmm. Um, uh, for, for those of you who, who do enjoy the crown a lot, this season focused on 1992, um, which was her Annas Horilibus. And so focusing on that, um, you have the breakdown of her children's marriages. Of course, everybody knows the, the highs and lows of Charles and Diana's relationship. But there was also Princess Anne. She uh, was getting divorced and married Sir Timothy Lawrence. Prince, Prince Andrew, he, the, he divorced Sarah. And of course, he had his Fergie. own issue. What? Fergie, right? Fergie, yes, that's right. And and I think actually she remained friends with the queen even after their divorce. I mean, um, I've heard she was just is just delightful. Yeah, I, she adopted some of the queen's corgis. Actually, oh thank God! I I was glad you cl cleared that up. I never looked up what happened to the corgis. Yeah, Andrew took some of them, and Sarah took some of them. Yeah, hmm, very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but I think too uh, just. That, like the breakdown of her children's marriages, was also a, I think, an unwelcomed sense of reality that maybe the, the House of Windsor needed. Was that um, as horrible and as mournful divorce is, mm -hmm. it's also a, a component of the modern world. It's something that just happens now. And as reluctant, I think, as they were to accept that, I think they needed to. Reluctant at various points throughout her reign. Mm -hmm. Like visibly reluctant, visibly yeah. denying it, and then transitioning. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I always appreciated was the importance of William and Kate's marriage and yes. how it reinstated a sense of popularity in the royal family that allowed, yes. for example, Prince Charles to marry Camilla. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's something truly interesting to me um, i think um i think catherine is the greatest asset the royal family has had since i Diana. long for queen catherine of england yes me too um, and she will be a force and i think so will william and i hope charles does not do him dirty uh like he got done dirty in the sense that like i i've always valued juan carlos uh mm -hmm. is, that, is that right is juan carlos the son or is juan carlos the father no juan carlos is the father Oh, I've always valued his resignation uh, as abdication yeah. in favor. In it, when he literally said, yeah. "I don't want my son to be an old monarch." Yeah, you, you know, I don't, I, want, I don't want that. Yeah, and I think that's like a very George Washington type thing to do. Yeah. Step, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's better for everybody. Um, in the sense that she could have still been there and enjoyed maybe her life in a way. I mean, I know her mother enjoyed retirement as a queen. More, she was a very expensive queen. I know that 
too. Yes. Uh, she yeah. was the most expensive member of the royal family until her death in 2002. Her mother was notoriously expensive. Yeah. And I believe she died the same year as, or roughly, maybe after her daughter, Margaret. Died um, the same they year, died but after. 2002. Yeah, but I think she I died shortly Margaret after. Died first, yes. Well, Margaret was my kind of girl. She was and they were only weeks apart yeah. when they died. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. And I, I, I've really, I, I'm enjoying this conversation. We could talk, I feel like we could talk about the queen all night. There was something um, else that I wanted to mention that I don't. Well, in terms of modernizing, I will say one of my favorite things that Queen Elizabeth did was she, during her reign, met with popes. Like, oh, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. I think that a modern monarch, and I, this is something that, like, in my brief research, because I've just debated what season I'm going to cover her in, but she's definitely in the future lineup. Yeah, um, and I have, a, I think I know exactly what lineup she's going to be in. Um, but it, that could change uh, based on my sanity. But the fact that she met with, what is it? Um, Pius, John, John Paul, Benedict, and Francis. I mean, five yeah. popes of her reign. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's meeting with them all. That says something like, yes, I'm head of the Church of England, and I value that. But I value other faiths, too. Yeah. Um, and she was a queen of a multicultural population from yes. Islam to Hinduism to Buddhism to yeah. Catholicism to um, Church of England, Presbyterianism. I mean, the amount of religious faiths that exist within the Commonwealth or the remnants of the British Empire. And really, in the beginning of her reign, it's the remnants of the British Empire. Yeah. Um, I think she just... You know, we look at a monarch and we sit here and say William and Kate are the, the epitome of what we, we would love in a monarchy. You know, the young, youthful, vibrant people's monarchs. She was really a people's monarch for much of her reign. You know, for her age, she grew up, she came of age with the world in the Cold War. And to, 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 to sell that short, I mean, I don't know much about her legacy in the Cold War, but I mean, I know she met with, um, what's his name? Um, not Boris. What's this? What's the guy? The is it Boris Yeltsin? Yeah, Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like she had her own role yeah. in the Cold War, and yeah. she was the queen through the entirety of the Cold War. Yeah, into the post Cold War return to the Cold War world that we're in right now. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think, um, like what we were saying there too is, um, uh, had and you had mentioned about the the King of Spain and Juan Carlos and um. That goes back to the speech that Elizabeth gave in South Africa when she was in her early 20s, before she had even assumed the throne. Her yeah. father was still alive. And she said, uh, you know, what is now famous, whether my life be long or short, I um, I will continue to, to serve you. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It was long. And she really did live up to that. A long uh, and she was around for 73 years, but, uh, but she kept her promise. And she did. Um, if it's all right with you, Luke, because I, I just want to make sure we get this in for four or five minutes, I would like to jump to Patreon land, if that's okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, because, I, I, like I said, I feel like we could talk about this all night, but if it's all right with you, before we go, and before we wrap this up, uh, I hope to go over to Patreon land to talk about uh, something that I think will help me in the future, especially, but uh, I would like to take our queen that we're covering right now and compare her to other queens that we've covered on the show. Ooh, Catherine, Elizabeth, Catherine de Medici, Christina. Is where does she fit in that mold, that schema, that 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 that, that those 
girl bosses that we cover on the show. So listeners, just follow the link in the show notes to get exclusive to, uh, no exclusive, like I said, I drank some tequila. Uh, it's Luke's show. I can drink if I want to. Uh, to get access to this exclusive Last Call episode, uh, where we're going to discuss how Queen Elizabeth stacks up against monarchs far, far away from her reign. Let's head back into the main show. So let's wrap this up with a, a quick chat on the role of the monarchy in the modern world. Not what we discussed earlier, though, but instead, and Luke, listeners, Luke has to go to bar trivia, and that's a good excuse to leave. Um, but what is the role of monarchy in the modern world? It doesn't have to be Elizabeth, doesn't have to be Charles, Juan Carlos. I love Juan Carlos's granddaughters. They are going to be wonderful figures throughout their whole life. Yeah. And I love the jokes, but they can't tell them apart and stuff too. And the the queens, uh, uh, what is it, the Danish queen, princesses too, or the Danish yeah. queen. And the Swedish queen uh, thinks that there's friendly ghosts in her palace. And the, the Dutch have a monarchy, which cracks me up because they were one of the earliest republics. And it's yeah. just like monarchy has a unique place in the world. And I mean, our mentor in college is a avid monarchist and a supporter and translator for the House of Romanov claimants mm -hmm. to the, the Russian throne. What is the place of monarchy, in your opinion, in the modern world? Um, I, I think it's a source of national unity. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's a source of healthy patriotism and nationalism i love that that's perfect same as the pledge of allegiance no different yeah. no different than the national anthem i agree with you 100 i think they've gone from being a source of tyranny to a source of lifetime stability generational yes. stability generational stability yes and i think that in a world of so much chaos we could benefit from an anchor you know yes. what i mean and i think Absolutely. that monarchy can be that anchor um yes so wonderful. Beautifully put. Any other thoughts that you want to wrap up with? Any final thoughts that you have? Um, long live the king. Ah, the queen is dead. Long live the king. Uh, people got really upset about that. So insensitive towards the dead queen. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think you understand. <laughs> the monarchy, the sovereign, sovereignty, the crown, the, the, the throne, it's a spiritual thing, not a physical thing. Right. The the kings. Remember, we read the king's two bodies yes. in in grad school, and that really was eye opening for me. And it became so real when I first saw the crown jewels. I almost didn't go in the vault at the tower. It was a long line. I said, "You know what? We got nothing else to do. We have an hour left." I got right in. There was nobody there. Well, there was a fucking line for me, but I waited, and then I saw the crown jewels, and I was like, "My nobody else with me was like into it." And I was like, "Yeah." I don't think you understand what this meant to people, to the people wearing these crowns, to 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 society. Like, yeah, it is a spiritual transition. It's not a moment of disrespect. In the in saying "Long live the king," we are recognizing what the queen was. Elizabeth yeah. may be gone, but the monarchy has continued on. Yes, and yeah, what a beautiful way to wrap it up. I mean, I wish I could. Describing words, this the the connection I had with the crown jewels. I, I just so powerful for me. And I mean, I don't know if it was the same for you or not, but I felt like I think the connection you had with the crown jewels I had with the British Museum. Oh, okay. So Ooh. so I could definitely understand that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just I saw that my breath was almost taken away. Like I don't think anyone else here 
in my group that I was with, including my wife and my sister, appreciates what this is. Like, yeah, what this meant to people that they believe. You yeah. know, it's I go back to Charles all the time. When Charles the first was executed for treason, high treason as a monarch, the, the English monarch that was executed in the civil wars, people cheered as he was executed, but fled to the stage to drip their rags in his royal blood. Yeah. And that that's how I'm gonna end this. Well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of Drinks with Great Men's in History, then please consider leaving the show a great, hopefully five-star review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at DGMH History, and be sure to join in the conversation over on the DGMH Facebook group. Plenty of fun chats to be had there. If you're all caught up and looking for even more DGMH or just love the show, then we hope you'll consider supporting the show over on the DGMH Patreon page. From last call bonus episodes on uh, Twisted Psych and Shots and these birthday specials, to pre-game content where we discuss all kinds of listener questions and beyond, to a moment with Mr. DGMH on various topics, a moment with my high school history teacher, uh, Colin Farrell, on various topics he likes to cover, and another moment with Mr. DGMH on the 30 Years War, what I'm teaching in my classrooms, and so, so, so much more. I, I The Patreon content has got, almost gotten away from me at this point. It's become like a bonus two episodes a month for some people. There's um, so much. There's so much, but it's actually so, so much more. It's well, almost more. It, wait, there's is there more? No, there can't be more. No, I'm, no. Gonna, I'm gonna flounder if there's more. Um, oh, I forgot Cullen Jets, China, and Peach Portugal. Wait, there is more. There <laughs> is more. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? But there is content available to every listener at every level. And on that note, uh, I guess it's time for a shot. Um, I'm gonna finish my shot of tequila and say, um, I'm doing I didn't bring a queenie shot. I, I regret. You know what? This is the queen of tequilas. The uh, Kevin go. Hart's Coromino Grand, uh, uh, Grand Coromino Reposado Cristaliano tequila is the queen king of tequilas, in my opinion, for price and everything. So I'm going to finish my shot of this because I've had too many uh, and say, I wish I could have sent you a jalapeno uh, vodka shot, but I didn't have that. Um, but let's raise a glass to our great mind of the night, Luke Franchuk. Thank you for eulogizing queen elizabeth with me that was so fun what a great word i hate giving luke this much credit but what a great word to to, to summarize this episode we are eulogizing for his birthday especially uh, it's not just a history i'll do that myself and we'll do that together later on but i am we we eulogized queen elizabeth ii but happy happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday to you my friend uh i raise a glass Thank to you, you and i hope you enjoy your trivia night and win and maybe there'll be a qe2 thing on there who knows Maybe. maybe maybe let me know if the answer to your winning trivia question comes from DGMH. Uh, I, will do, I will definitely so, do that. All right. Well, cheers to the yinzer with the yingling, the apple pie cheers. patriot, Thank the you, man Zach. with the mouthful of Skittles, the regular guy of shots. I love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Cheers. You owe me two shots next time, by the way, because I drank for two tonight. And I haven't been this drunk on a recording for a long time. You got it. <laughs> all right, listeners. Cheers. Cheers.